We have a really good show today. We have um, Joe and Dion D'Amico, the, the first couple of, of Vegas. Then we have uh, Ron Romanelli, of course, who's here just about every weekend. We have Joe Von Berts, who's still tearing it up on the leaderboards. We've got Chris Ruffalo, who's brought the uh, refreshments, as usual. We've got Rod Zwacky, Brian Bittler, and we might have a few other people stop by as well. So, pretty exciting. Definitely going to be a fun morning. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Still, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I wish I did. That's Absolutely. Okay, there we go. And almost ready to bring. Yeah, I'm excited to see how quick people are getting in this week. It's like people are um, jumping straight in on our live show. So thanks, guys, for coming course we appreciate each and every one of you and uh oh boy i really made a mess of this thing it's all right it always works out in the end i should, I should just go and bring it like we always do all right there we go bring in joe and dion d'amico sorry guys <laughs> it's uh it's a little early and i'm a little late but um we got it done and uh well it's another big day of college football. Uh, week six, you know, here we are. There's been no games that have been postponed by COVID. Um, there hasn't been a lot of players that have missed games or anything like that. There's been fans in the stands. Um, you know, it's it's definitely, at least it feels normal, you know. At least on TV it does. Here we're still in lockdown, but everywhere else in the free world, um, you know, it looks normal. So, um, Joe, how are things in Vegas this week? Still uh, business as usual? I know they had the big G2E conference. I had a lot of friends who were out there for that. Um, how was it? Very crowded. Uh, you know, I had some family come in this week, and uh, we were on the ship a little bit. Very crowded. A lot of, lot. Like, it's great to see because, you know, this is like the center of the universe, Vegas, you know. And, 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 you know, I always made a joke, Mitch, writing columns and whatnot. I always made a joke that, God forbid the bomb ever comes, there'll be cockroaches in Vegas will still be left standing. And last year with lockdown and what it really did affect Vegas. So it's wonderful to see all my friends who are headliners on the strip back at work where they should be and people back in town. As far as the sports books go, Mitch, they are crowded. And it doesn't matter whether you're a college football fan, a pro football fan, or even an electric fan. It doesn't matter. The books are crowded with people, and they're betting, man. I mean, these books are crowded. It's great to see. It really is where Vegas is, is where it should be. And it's busy and with gamblers and tourists and people enjoying what the entertainment capital and gambling capital of the world has to offer. We're going to be at the, uh, at the Raider game tomorrow, Raiders-Bears. Um, and we're going to have a lot of fun there. I mean, we're going to be dressing up. We'll be in our Raider garb. We're going to have Raider stickers on our face, Raider hats, Raider masks, you name it. I'm going to look like one of the Raiders cheerleaders by the time halftime comes because it's just a fun time. So if, if anybody has an opportunity to see a game at Allegiant, whether you're a Raider fan or not, come on down. It is electric. It's one of the nicest stadiums I've ever been to, and I've been to, I think, almost every football stadium in the country. So Joe and I had a really serious conversation on our show yesterday about you know, all the fried foods at the Texas fair. And we kind of like mapped out like where we were going to go if we were happen to be there. And I mean, they have, um, nine funnel cake stands, but now back in, uh, you know, up until a few years ago, they had at mermaids, the deep fried Twinkie and also the deep fried Oreo. What has replaced? Like, I know that the circa is where that was, you know? So it's like, um, 
I don't know. Does does Vegas have the deep fried Twinkie anywhere anymore? They've got everything. You know, Mitch, when I first moved here over 30 years ago, there was a couple of very good restaurants in the casinos. And there was a handful of very good restaurants here in town. Bob Taylor's Ranch House, which is one of the oldest restaurants. The Old Venetian was a restaurant on West Sahara. Um, now there's like thousands of great restaurants. And no matter what time of the day you want a snack or a major meal. And I'm not just talking on Las Vegas Boulevard. I'm talking east and west of the Strip. You can find it even in the residential areas where we live. There's places for all-night food. I didn't even know it. A block and a half away from my house is an all-night karaoke place. It's a little pizza, mom-and-pop pizza joint that's all-night karaoke. And we didn't know until we went to the gym at like 4 in the morning, passed by, it was a crowd of people. I'm like, what the heck is this? They've been there for years. I didn't even know about it. But, yes, deep-fried Twinkies, deep-fried everything. We've got it here. Unfortunately, this past uh, – September, we did not have the San Gennaro Festival. We normally have that twice a year here. A good friend of mine, Anthony, owns that feast here and in several other states. And uh, because of lockdown and whatnot, they could not do it. And he just didn't feel, he didn't know what was going to happen this year in September because that goes to the last few weeks of September. But, you know, everything else is happening here. We've got our music festivals. We've got everything. And the food is great. And I'll be honest, Mitch, Joe, one of my favorite things, and I Dion will probably mention this, is having a hot dog and a beer at a ball game. Am I right, Dion? Definitely. That's our favorite part of going to any kind of game is actually the food. The food. <laughs> of course. It <laughs> <laughs> goes without saying. You put in ketchup and mustard on those hot dogs, or what are you adding? Dion? Uh, ketchup and relish. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm a sauerkraut and onions guy. She's a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. <laughs> but definitely a cold beer and a hot dog at the game. I mean, there's nothing like and that. And people watching. And people watching. Oh. And I got to tell you, been to a couple of, of, of Raider games already here. There is some very eclectic people here. Mm -hmm. It's just a great event, man. It's just great. We're looking forward to it. We're going to do a little tailgating tomorrow. We have a charity event tomorrow, and then we're going to do a little tailgating and go enjoy the game. All right. Well, how about today's games? What kind of action you got for us today, Joe? Well, I've got two free winners on the board for everyone out there. First game I want to talk about, it doesn't go off a little bit earlier than the, than the second game I'm going to release. Guys, it's not Clemson, it's not Louisville, it's not Pitt, and it's not even Virginia Tech, but very quietly, Wake Forest is the only ACC team with an undefeated record. The Demon Deacons, 5-0 overall, that includes 3-0 mark in conference play. Their offense is putting up over 38.4 a game, but guys, it has been their defense that has amazed the college football world. A mere 18.2 points per game they allow, 7 takeaways and 16, yes, 16 sacks. One of the limited and very immobile Syracuse quarterback Schrader and DeVito, who, by the way, three TDs and four INTs combined. What the heck are they going to do here? The line is currently around six. I have them winning by at least 10 to 12 points. Anything under a TD here, I think, is an early Christmas gift. The Deacons, six and two against the numbers of the last eight in conference play. I like Wake Forest here, folks, and I've been doing pretty good on my free plays here on the early morning show for pick dogs, and I, I'm going to take it. I already took it. Minus the six. I, like I said, anything under a TD is a winner. Joe, any take on this one? Yeah, I love Wake Forest in this situation. I think what we've seen out of Syracuse is the team that really, like, they're not doing great. Even if they get this ball passing today, um, Wake Forest is going to be too much for them. When we look at Wake Forest in their last eight conference games, they're six and two against the spread. I love them covering the six, seven points, whatever you can get it at. I don't know. I like the way Syracuse has run the football this year. I love teams that run the football and play defense, and Syracuse has kind of switched to that type of football. 
Um, Dino Babers known for like you know the spread offense and the wide open everything, but this year he's kind of um, tightened things up and they've leaned on the running game. They have one of their track uh, guys playing running back, and he's actually a pretty big guy too, and he's kind of been carrying the load, and that's been a big reason for the Syracuse turnaround. Also taking De- Devito out of quarterback and uh, putting the other guy in who. Don't know his name, of course, but I do know that he runs like crazy. Also, so I don't know. I think it's going to be a competitive. I think it's going to be a higher scoring uh, wild one there at, at the dome. Of course, they redid the whole dome too. So yeah, uh, yeah it should be a good one. What else we got today, Dion? Um, well, I have one game for everybody today. So <clears throat> Nick Saban seems to go. Uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Nick Saban seems to go out of his way to beat his former assistants. He is twenty-four and zero straight up against them. Things don't look too promising for Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher. The Aggies have dropped and failed to cover their last two games, both against teams they were favored over. To make matters worse, their defense also has injuries to two of their starting cornerbacks and have to face explosive passing attacks of the Crimson Tide. With quarterback issues and no ground game, the offense is overmatched here facing the strong Alabama stop unit. The Texas A&M defense has good numbers, but they don't but they haven't faced a level of offense like this that accounts for over 45.6 points per game. The Crimson Tide have the have taken the last eight meetings in the rivalry straight up, going five and two against the spread the last seven. The Tide rolls here. Roll Tide. Joe Madden. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think they come out and crush Texas A&M today. Um, easy. They are averaging 45 points a game. They're going to roll over Texas A&M. I can also see this being a higher scoring game, especially for Alabama. I would be looking at the team total for Alabama as well, you guys, because I just don't know how many points Texas A&M can put up, but I'm still seeing this going well over the 51 points. Mm-hmm. I see that. I love this one as well. I'm I'm with I'm with all you guys. Roll tied in this thing. I just don't see how... Um, I just don't see how Texas A&M is going to score points in this game. I, I just don't see it. And when we look at Alabama's numbers and, like, where the team ranks, you know, in offense and defense, stuff, kind of middle of the pack. And that's be- – well, it's because, number one, they they put the backups in early, you know, a lot in these, in these Alabama games. And also the offense is always playing on a short field. Very, very mm-hmm. tough to put up really big offensive numbers when your team starts at the other team's 45-yard line almost every single drive. That is like a trademark of the good Nick Saban teams, you know, is that they start at, at about their own 40 is their average starting field position because the defense is just constantly doing it. Last week we saw them unleash the running game really for the first time this season, and I could see them doing it again today. Texas A&M just really not good against the run in Alabama. I mean, you know, five NFL running backs or something on the roster, so... Could could be ugly in College Station. Going to want to stay clear. Going to want to stay clear if you have a, if you have a, if you have a ticket on Bama. Joe, what else we got today? I got another free game. Another marquee. Well, I don't want to say marquee, but a marquee team. Georgia. I want to talk about Georgia guys. They know they cannot let up an inch at all, as they have a true chance at not just an SEC title, but moreover a CFP spot. Their ferocious defense. They rank number one in total yards. Number one yards passing. Number one in points scored. They've pitched two consecutive shutouts. They've given up a total of 23 points through five games this season. Auburn, guys, they've yet to face a stop unit anywhere near this caliber. Even if JT Daniels doesn't go, 
He's got an able backup, Stetson Bennett. He's gained a ton of confidence at the helm his last few starts. He also has a great talent around him. Now, guys, we'll talk about Bo Nix, the Tigers QB. Guys, he hasn't fared well in this rivalry at all. I look at the numbers. It's just, oh, my God, it's ugly. Talk about ugly, Mitch. And this season, he doesn't have the luxury of a solid rushing unit to crutch on. And no matter what they throw at them on the ground, uh, the Bulldogs counter with one of the stingiest defenses in the nation against the rush. They allow 70 yards per game on the ground. Georgia has won and covered the last four years of the series, Mitch and Joe, by a combined score of 103 to 37. I got some ATS numbers here, but it doesn't even matter. I think Georgia knows that if Alabama has a slip-up, I think Georgia knows they got to get these style points, even style points right now. You know, a few years ago, Mitch, maybe before five or six or seven years ago, Teams would let up a little bit when they were blowing teams out. And and I know Alabama, Nick Saban pulled some of his stars out, but their backups are so much they're just they're just as good. They're just a little younger, a little less experienced. But Georgia knows they need all the style points, regular points. They can't they can't let up off the gas. They gotta keep their foot on the accelerator, four quarters, keep it going. I believe the line is 14 and a half. That hook doesn't bother me. They're gonna win this game by 21, 27, 35 points. I think other teams would kill for Alabama's backups. Joe, what do you think? I'm I'm liking this game. I'm also, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, you guys. We've got a low total, but I see this a battle in the trenches, both these defenses um, being able to make some big stops in this matchup. So give me the under in this one. I do like Georgia uh, minus the points as well. I think Georgia, James Cook is like one of the, one of the most underrated running backs in the country. Of course, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. This guy's just a home run hitter. I love running backs that are home run hitters, you know, where it's like, I like the guys, that, I like three yards in a cloud of dust. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong, but I like the home run hitters too. And I, you know, I think Georgia has a bunch of those, but I think that's the key matchup is these Georgia running backs against those Auburn linebackers, which every year Auburn has a unit on their defense. It's it's usually either the defensive line or the linebackers where it's an embarrassment of riches, right? Where they just have just pro players, like, you know, five deep. And that's how Auburn is at linebacker this year. So this one is going to be a buckle up the chin strap type of game. You're going to see some hit. And, of course, that Georgia defense. I think the, the play of the year that we've seen so far, you know, to me, like the statement was in, in the Vandy game against Georgia, that first play of the game, Georgia was five yards <laughs> into the backfield, a decapitation of the running back. And it was just like, oh, man, this is going to be one of those games. And, you know, I don't. I think this one is just going to be one of those low-scoring, hard-hitting games. It's gonna be, I, I love games like this. I'm going to be making popcorn for this thing. <laughs> I make popcorn for all the games. Joe, um, what, do you, what do you have for sale today? <laughs> Uh, uh, Mitch, Joe, sports fans, I'm writing a 9-3 college football run. Today's card, I'm going to tell you, is a dream come true. I got everyone paid last week with my first game of the month in college football, USC, my Pac-12 game of the month, easy winner. Today, I have my SEC West game of the month. It's even higher rated. My touchdown play, guys, they're like 66% over the years. Odds makers mistake move. They are 2-0 this season. My undefeated high roller. The big Oklahoma-Texas winner. And my bookend of my big game of the month, my other huge play, my college football consensus play, they are 5-1, and one, Mitch and Joe, this season. 5-1 and one this season. I've got another one. So that's going to bookend my SEC West game. Another two huge plays. But all of my winners are available right now at Pick Dogs. Follow me today. I'm going to make your dreams come true. How about you, Dion? <laughs> I love you, Mitch. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a dreamer, so it's a, it's, it's a big ask. <laughs> It's a big ask. <laughs> well, as you know, I am on fire in college football. I am overall 14-5 and five record. 
Um, today I have four big winners for you. I have my first Lady Luck release. I have another No Limit, which are 100% this season at 2-0. I also have my 4-1 touchdown play, and I have my strongest play on the board, my Lucky 7s play. You can get them all right now at Pick Dogs. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us as always. Always always a good time. I always feel like having you guys on for longer, but uh, I'll <laughs> We'll, we'll never get to the game. So, but we appreciate both of you stopping by, and we'll see you tomorrow morning for NFL. Uh, no, we got the game. We, we, go, we, go, we got a charity tomorrow, and then the uh, the tailgate at the Bears Raiders. I believe we can do next weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. We're looking forward to it. Unless I'm in jail because I have too many beers at the Raiders game tomorrow, and I streak across the field at halftime. All right. Well, then we'll see you next week. Um, for, uh, this good. Uh, I'll be sure to uh, be out of. The, I'll be sure to be refilling my coffee when that happens. Calvary, Mitch, and Joe, we adore you guys. Jovan, Ron, Chris, everybody's coming on later. My best brother Brian and crazy Rowdy Rowdy Zaraki. This is going to be a great lineup today, man. Guys, tune in because you didn't just get good winners from Dan and myself, but you're going to get them all through the show. And thanks for having us, everybody. Good luck. Have a winning day. Have a good weekend. Thank you for joining us. See you guys. Once again, that was Joe and Dion D'Amico, the first couple of Vegas. I always leave them on a little bit longer because it's the beginning of the show. Plus, I just like having them around. (laughs) Absolutely. Joe, you never have to to worry about like the two of them. You don't have to worry about like, you know, flat energy or anything. It's kind of like he just uh, brings the heat every single time. But we have a bunch of cappers on today. And, you know, Last night, we had some games that were uh, pretty interesting. You know, Arizona State and Stanford seemed to get a little chippy there at the end. And I think we're just getting to that point of the season where it is getting a little chippy, you know, and it's kind of like we're into the conference play. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see these teams that, uh, well, it's like all of the excitement that, well, now we're playing college football is kind of, gone and it's more like all right let's take care of business and uh you know and that's what we're starting to see but uh speaking of taking care of business we head to Gainesville Ron Romanelli joins us um I know Vandy's in town this could go either way um you know Lou Holtz when he was the head coach of South Carolina um you know he never talked down the Vandy game that's for sure it was uh Vandy was like you know, the Roger Staubach Cowboys when they went to South Carolina, that's for sure. He was always like, stay the star on their helmet. Just like Tom Landry's Dallas Cowboys, Tony Dorsett. <laughs> oh, not Vandy. <laughs> Something tells me Dan Mullen probably a little bit different take on it, but I'm sure they're not taking the doors lightly either over in Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's homecoming around here, so... Uh... We know Florida and Dan Mullen love a good old SEC beatdown when they can get one. And, you know, Vanderbilt, one of the worst programs in the FBS. So I expect the, the Gators to put their foot on Vanderbilt's throat and not really take it off uh, the entire game, especially after last week's embarrassing loss. So it uh, could be an ugly one in uh, Gainesville today. Yeah, I, I expect to see uh, I expect to see Dan Mullen on his very worst behavior um, yep. you know, in this one. But um, yeah. What have you? Uh, what what do you? What game are you looking at today? I'm looking at a couple of them. Uh, for my first one, I'm going to look at this Virginia and Louisville game. Uh, to me, you know, this is a pretty even game, and you could see that in the line. It's only a two and a half point spread. 
in favor of Louisville. But you got two talented offenses. They've scored more than 30 points per game each team. But I trust Virginia a little bit more on both sides of the ball. Uh, and we're going to get plus money on the money line with Virginia in this spot. So I think it's just too good to pass up. You have Brennan Armstrong, quarterback for Virginia, 14 touchdown passes, four interceptions, almost 2,000 passing yards, and he's got a 65% completion percentage. He hasn't had the greatest season, but he's actually putting up pretty good numbers in the ACC, and the offense for Virginia is putting up 526 yards per game. They've had three 500-yard or more performances against Power 5 teams this season, and I know Virginia's defense was torched by North Carolina a few weeks ago, but it looked really, really solid against Miami on the road. That was a desperate Miami team at its home stadium, and Virginia played real well as the dog and got the outright win. So Louisville's defense has been bad against both the run and the pass. We we always joke about how Louisville has a lack of tackling formation. <laughs> I mean, how many missed tackles does Louisville have in, in spots like these? In ACC games, we saw it against Wake Forest last week. You know, Virginia's had a lot of time to rest. They, they played uh, in the during the week of last week, so extra time to rest for this road game. And I expect a really strong showing from Virginia's offense. And if this game does become a shootout, I think Virginia is at the advantage. I think they have more of a, a big play playmakers. I like Malik Cunningham at Louisville, but I think that they're more of a methodical offense rather than Virginia and uh, Brennan Armstrong. So I'll take Virginia on the money line. I'll just take the plus money there. Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm liking Virginia here. I think they've been more of a consistent team, to be honest with you, um, over Louisville. I do think both defenses will step up today. I know this is normally higher scoring um, with these two teams, but I think we're going to see a lower one in this. I'm willing to take that under and uh, Virginia on the money line as well. I think it's a great bet. I'm going to have to disagree with Joe on that one. I think this one's going to be a track meet. We saw the Virginia um, defense last last week just crumble in the second half against Miami really deserved to lose that game. Um, it was a missed field goal by the Canes at the gun that uh, gave Virginia the win. But uh, the defense was a sieve in the second half of that game that Virginia had a big lead at halftime. Bronco Mendenhall's offense is just, um, you know, pass first, pass second um, type offense and uh, Louisville. Well, it's kind of like, it reminds me a little bit of Kansas State meets the Seattle Seahawks where it's just the quarterback kind of just runs around and then he decides, well, maybe I'll run or maybe I'll throw and if, let me see if somebody open and then he, sometimes he gets hit. and you know, who, who even knows what's going on with these guys? I trust both these teams zero. <laughs> I mean, absolutely zero. I'm not putting one dime of my money anywhere near this thing. So you guys, braver than I am. I just think uh, for me, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time start. There's a reason that they squeeze it in at that time. <laughs> it's so we can watch Texas, Oklahoma. It's... Uh, all right, I hear you. I, it's, I just I think, it's, I think it's one of those tough ones. I mean, I did a video on this game, too, and I just, you know, I just stumbled for two minutes. Yeah, I think, like I said, it's a pretty even game, but I do think there's some value with that plus money with the better team, in my opinion. But uh, for the next game, I'm going to look at – I don't have an official play on this one, but – it's an interesting one I've been looking at all week, and it's the North Texas and Missouri game. So we know Missouri's run defense has been miserable. I mean, last week they gave up 458 rushing yards to Tennessee. They've allowed 275 or more rushing yards the last four weeks, and that includes an FCS opponent. Um, it was so bad that Missouri winded up firing its defensive line coach this past week. Now, on the other side, you got North Texas. They've actually run the ball really well. I know you usually think North Texas is a pass-heavy team, but this season's complete opposite. Their pass game has been terrible. They, I think, have 
less than a 50% completion rating between their two quarterbacks. They have not been able to move the ball through the air at all. And, you know, you may think, okay, well, North Texas runs the ball well. Missouri can't stop the run. Why don't you take the points with North Texas? The reason why I'm a little hesitant to do that and I want to see the first few drives of this game is because I expect Missouri all week in practice to be locking down that run defense. They cannot get embarrassed on their home field in a non-conference game. And I, I expect Missouri to be a lot stronger against the run this week. I can't be confident in that, and I can't show you that in the stat sheet because it just hasn't been proven yet. But I say you watch the first few drives of this game. If North Texas is able to run the ball efficiently, pull off six, seven-yard rushes at a time, get some first downs, removing the ball on the ground, I'd say take as many points as you can in-game with North Texas. But if you see Missouri stopping the run, I expect Missouri to beat down North Texas in this one. Missouri's going to be able to score whether they stop the run or not. We know that. But this could be a shootout if they can't stop the run. So if you see Missouri getting some tackle for losses and then forcing North Texas in some long downs passing-wise, lay as many points as you can with Missouri, and I expect a Tiger beatdown. So just a little food for thought there. I'm going to be watching this game. It's at a 4 o'clock start time. I'll have my sports book up ready to go and you know, see those first few drives. It's all about that run defense from Missouri. Joe Madden, any uh, any take on this one? Yeah, I'm I'm just confused with North Texas. Who is their quarterback? Because yeah. aren't they flip flopping on this? Because they who have. are we even going to see out today? Yeah. So it. I mean, last year they went with um, Austin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Ayun or A U N E. Um, but this year he hasn't been that good, so they've gone with Jace Reuter, who also struggled. So it's been a quarterback by committee with those two guys. Both have really struggled. So yeah. just no really quarterback option for North Texas this year. Absolutely, and that's where I struggle betting this game. Like, who am I willing to risk it on? I think North Texas should cover with the points, but it's not worth it for me to um, put any money on this one. Yeah, um, you know, homecoming in the SEC is just a big, big deal. And I uh, expect this to be a, a big deal as well in Missouri. This is a good, proud program. And, you know, they're not having their best year. But you look at the NFL and um, there's plenty of Missouri players out there. North Texas, I think what we've seen in some of these, you know, we saw it in the first few weeks of the season when Missouri, you know, we look at that at their defense, right? And we, we But the thing is, it's like a lot of other – I'm I'm a little leery of defensive and offensive rankings still even in even though we're in week 6 most of the teams out there have du- have ducked conference play until later in. We've seen, you know, even Ohio State has played, you know, Minnesota they open with and Oregon and it's like like that. But when we look at Missouri, right? Look at who they, who they played, right? Tennessee, Boston College who hammers the rock, right? I mean, that is all they do. Tennessee, Boston College, Kentucky who's pretty good this season that one was at Lexington and that one was a pretty good back and forth battle um I lost some money on that game so it, I remember it left the mark and uh you know not a not bad Central Michigan team so Missouri I think the number might be a little overstated because you look at you know they're you look at who they played but still you know 450 is 450 and you know there's there's no way around that but um you know 465.6 but who's counting among friends here and you know but <laughs> I don't know. I just think that uh, I, I think that I don't see North Texas running for 308 yards here today. I just don't see. It. I'm going to see that. I'm going to think that Missouri gets off that number 130 ranking in rushing defense, and I think it happens right here. I think they draw the yeah. line right in. The I have a feeling that's the way it's going to go too, but I got to believe it when I see it. So 
you know, watch oh, those yeah. first two drives. <laughs> I, you know, I, my mo- yeah. my money is still here. It's not yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yep. Keep it there for a little while. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking a big game. <laughs> I'm bit learning my way through this thing. It's like it all comes down to it. So it's like, okay, I'll I'll bet you everything I own that the, that the Giants win. <laughs> it's like. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. What are you selling today, Ron? Yeah, well, coming off back-to-back winning days in college football, I have uh, my college football fiver top five plays of the day. Most of the games in the night cap, uh, but one play in the afternoon. Really liking today's card. It's a smaller card than what we've seen this year with conference play starting up, but plenty of good value on the board and. I'm ready to take down the books with you if you'll join me at Pick Dogs Premium. All right. Well, we appreciate having you. Are you going to be on tomorrow with us? Yes, I will be. I'll All see right, you guys well, tomorrow. Well, D'Amico's can't be here. They're too busy for us, so we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining Best us, as always, Ron. We'll see you tomorrow. Of course, you can, you guys. Good luck, everybody. Best of luck. You can find Ron's picks, including his famous bread and butter plays, over at Pick Dogs every single day joe uh had a couple guests here had a couple had a chance to get um some coffee in us um you know i, I need some more yeah i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm with you <laughs> it's it's odd because joe and i we do um we do i don't know i think we do seven twelve i don't know twelve thirteen <laughs> we do thirteen fifteen 13, 16, we do 17 free shows a week, Joe and I yeah, do together, do. and that is a lot of, that's a lot of together time. <laughs> yeah, lot. it is a lot of together it's time. It's a lot of together time, but um, we also, um, we also do seven premium shows and seven VIP shows, so Joe and I do 31 shows a week together, that is, uh, it's only seven tired days. tired of me yet, Mitch? No, I'm. <laughs> I enjoy each and every one of them, but uh, and you, you know, can tell when I need coffee. Oh, it's like, just yeah, and the thing coffee. is that you know, <laughs> Joe Joe didn't come in like you know off the street where she had you know she hasn't done this before. But I know working with me can be a little <laughs> bit of. I was like, where are you going with that, Mitch? I haven't come in off the street. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you had. Ex- you know, it's not like you haven't done shows before, but it's like yeah. working with me is. I I understand. I have a problem. I take things, you know, it's like everyone else does. Everyone else is running, you know, everyone else is running a, a 5k. I'm running, you know, the 50, 50 mile marathon. You know, it's like, I, I can't, I don't have that um, gear in me. So I struggle with it. But, um, so it's Joe is just, Joe's, Joe's, you know, month in now she's, uh, she's uh, figuring it all out with us, but so far so good. Absolutely, I'm loving it. But uh, she knows her coffee bill has gone up. I'm sure it definitely uh, has. I'm sure somewhere in our bottom line that will show that will show up over here. But um, <laughs> let's see. There we go. I'm bringing in Jovan Burt, who is still slaying it in picks. Uh, he's on a major heater, and uh, well. He's got his Red Sox hat on. That was a hell of a comeback yesterday. Five, down five runs. I, the only thing that got me, like we we uh, I had the Red Sox on the on the show. I gave it out as a premium pick um, on our premium show, 
And uh, I really liked him yesterday, but uh, man, not getting that end game when they were down five runs. It's just, I mean, it's like I won. I had the reverse run line on the game. I had everything, and I'm still mad I didn't end game that five runs, you know. You left money on the table. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Way to to kiss up to the guy that runs things around here. Well, what do you think of today's college football card? I mean, do you see a lot of opportunity out there, or do you think it's one of those ones where we tread tread a little lightly? I mean, listen, there's always opportunities in a in a in a big slate of games. You know, that's just the way I see it. It's you know, as the as the as the um conference season rolls on, it's always going to be games where it's like traps, you know, and you, so you have to pick your spots and, and tread lightly, but. There's some value on this card that I see, um, you know, and I have a couple for you. I just put Brian up and study you, so I just fixed you. All right. Still working on things back here. But um, where do you want to start for today? I'm going to start in um, Provo. We're going to go to, um, you know, Brigham Young versus um, Boise State. You know, BYU's hosting. And um, I think in this one, you know, the unders are um a play that um that I'm that I'm that I'm liking. You know, um these are two high scoring teams, you know, the defenses, you know, haven't um well they they in spots they have um come to play, but you know, in this one I think weather's gonna be a factor. It's raining out there, you know, it's uh sixty something percent chance of um rain during the game. And um I think that's gonna slow down the offenses. These teams, you know, they do like to throw the wrong rock around and um, you know, Save for last year's, you know, um, BYU smashing. The last, the four games before that, is they've all stayed below this current total. You know, these teams play close games, and in close games, you know, these teams get tight. You know, I, I expect um, with the weather being the way it is, they're gonna um, run the rock a little bit um, more than than usual, and um, I like the under for that reason. Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, I definitely could see it being an under game because BYU does um, rely on that run game. Like you were saying, Jovan, I'm also liking BYU um, minus the points. I think they come in. I think they get this win um, today. So that's where I'm liking with this game. You know, I think that Boise has played just a brutal schedule here. Um, you know, they, they like to think that they're not, you know, the novelty act anymore. And I know BYU wants to be – you know, we've seen BYU win national championships before, so it's not like they're any stranger to it. But I think last year what they saw is when their schedule got changed, they didn't get to play in a lot of their games. What effect that had on them overall where, you know, it got late in the season and they were undefeated and they were not going to be in the playoff, you know. And, uh, you know, they went to Coastal and ended up losing that game. But I think this is a little bit different animal for them. I think Boise, um, you know, has – it's – it's one of those things where they've kept it close, but they haven't beat anybody. They went to UCF, that opening game. They covered the spread. They just didn't win the game. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, hey, they won that game. And, you know, Oklahoma State, that game was tight as, as tight can be. And this Oklahoma State team, probably one of the more un, underrated teams in the nation. So I think this game is going to be tight all the way. I don't think – and to me, when I look at BYU, I see a team that, you know, is undefeated – 
And I understand that they played three Pac-12 teams to get the season started and all that kind of good stuff like that. But this is a middle-of-the-road undefeated team. I mean, this is a Alabama has, you know, I said it earlier when, when Joe and Dion were on that, Alabama kind of has some mediocre numbers, and it looks mediocre, but it's like, yeah, because they're playing on a short field because the turnovers don't definitely show up in that. But, you know, when we look at BYU, they've lived off the turnover also. That really has been all, their key here is that they're 27th best defensively in, um, in takeaways, and that kind of gets it done. And then in turning the ball over, they haven't turned the ball over yet. So I don't know if you can live and die by that, especially against a team that can run, and uh, you know, which Boise hasn't done yet this season. They've been leaning on the pass. I, I don't know. I, I think this game is tight. I think I, I could see it being one of these defensive games. I could see it being a hard hitting game. We're at that point in the season. I see a tight one. Yeah. That's one that's one I'm looking at. Looking at a tight one. Well, what do we got next? I love this game. <laughs> By the way, this is one I was on my TV, you know. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, we go in the Hawkeye country, you know, where I was hosting Penn State. And um you know, I like playing the big games, at least this season. But um, this game, I think the road team takes it. You know, I'm more on Penn State. You know, and with these two teams, they're both they both hold. You know, some of the best defenses. Um, you know, college football has to offer, and they're both four and four and one against the spread. But I think the difference is the quarterback play. I think Sean Clifford is just a cut above um Petrus. You know. And um, Iowa's offense, you know, they're, they're never impressive. This year's the same thing. And they don't have the running game that they used to have. That's the one thing about the Hawkeyes that you could at least hang your hat on. You know, they, 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 they would usually have a running game that would just pound it. You know, that, you know what's coming, and most times you can't stop it. Well, this year, you know, they're 98th ranked in um, college football, and that's not cutting it. You know, it is against a um, team like Penn State, who, you know, they're 30th ranked with stopping the run. So are they going to put it in the air? I mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to pick their spots. But can they um, deliver? I don't think so. I think that um, Penn State can, and I think they'll they'll get it done for the outright win. I, I think, uh, for for me, I think this is one of those games that has the potential to really disappoint people that like to watch offensive football games joe absolutely yeah absolutely these teams are so strong defensively i think we're gonna have um and in the battle trenches game where you know both teams are going back and forth um, not being able to convert on third down fourth down situations and um really low scoring we've got a total of 41 i think it is much much lower than that i think this is one of those games that if you're in one of those box pools you know and you have like those weird numbers you might be okay, you know? It's like, it's one of those games where it's like, this is this could be, I think this is the type of game where it could be like 18, 14, you know? It's like, this could be the, one of those weird type things. So um, definitely um, another defensive battle, another, you know, conference game. And this one with two teams ranked in the top 10, you know, probably an elimination game of, of sorts because, you know, Ohio State is kind of rolling now on the other side. And it's like, you know, we know, you know, they. We know when all else fails uh, for the playoff committee, 
they start, you know, it's like, well, we know that, you know, Oregon beat Ohio State, but, you know, we need to have Ohio State ranked ahead of Oregon. So they start going to the eye test, right? And it's like, it's not our eyes. It's, you know, it's some guy, if their eyes are on their bank account. So it's like, we don't really have a say in that. So for this one, I don't think either of these teams can withstand a loss um, and still stay in contention and, and come back in. And, you know, they could possibly win the Big Ten, you know, in the championship game or something like that if, if you know, they'll need help, obviously. But, um, they're not going to find their way back into the playoff race because if it's between one of them and a one loss Ohio State, no chance, you know. Maybe Penn State, but, you know, I still think there's still a little bit of stigma left over from uh, the way Paterno went out. Uh, they're choosing Ohio State every day, <laughs> twice on Sunday, as you would say. Yep. They just, you know, they just love them because they travel so well, you know. Spend a lot of money everywhere they go, the Ohio State fans. That's for sure. They do it. Well, what do you got for sale today? Yeah, well, currently I have, um, you know, my big game Saturday shootout seven pack. You know, I got a bonus song playing there for long-term, longer-term subscribers. I want to add in two more late games. Uh, whether that happens or not, that remains to be seen. Uh, I'll know in the next 15 minutes. But, um, you know, other than that, you know, it's been rolling. Looking to keep it going. You know, join the ride. And we know those hot runs, they don't last forever, but they sure are fun while, they, while they're around. Um, that's for sure. I've had a bunch of them over the years, and, you know, I've had some cold ones that, you know, that, that match. You know, and that, so you always enjoy them. And when they come in, uh, you know, NFL and college football season, they're twice as much fun, and, you know, Man, we're a couple. Do you do hockey? We're a couple days away from hockey here on the twelfth. We've got um, you know college hoops coming up and NBA. So it is a great time of year to grab a long term package. You know, um, I think if you get Jovan's like weekly pass, it's like a hundred and something bucks. But if you buy his yearly, it ends up being like less than a hundred bucks for a month, right? So it's like in three months, if you would have bought his yearly pass a month ago. You would have been able to pay for it like seven times over or something ridiculous like that. So, I don't know. I just think that you know when you have someone that's you know consistently putting in the winners like that, the yearly is is the way to go because you save so much money. So I'm just gonna talk about you know breaking myself over here. It's good make less money <laughs> this way that way. So <laughs> it's all right. Before I break myself, Jovan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good, good. This is. This, Joe, Joe, this is where you're supposed to stop me. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> I was like, stop it. <laughs> Anyways, Jovan, thanks for joining us. And like I said, be sure to grab one of his packages, Red Hot. So uh, no reason Absolutely not to. Yes. No, see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you joining us. Jovan Berths. Best of luck. Absolutely, absolutely tearing it up on, on the leaderboards. You know... <clears throat> A Penn State-Iowa game, you know, that is uh, it's one, you know, that we haven't really talked about, you know, on the show. We talked about it, you know, during the week and stuff. But, man, um, absolutely a, another big one today that we see. So, we so all right. Yeah, like look at, like, what those defenses are only allowing. Like, Penn State's only allowing 12 points per game, right? Iowa's 11.6 points per game. Like, these two defenses are going to be lights out today. We're going to bring in 
Um, bring in Al McMurdy next. I wasn't sure he was coming, but he's here, so of course he's welcome to be here. We're excited that he's here. So <laughs> I asked Joe before the show, I said, is Al coming? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, here he is, though. Welcome, Al, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? You know, I just jumped on just now, and I heard you guys mention the Penn State-Iowa, which was one of the two games I was planning on talking about. So well, that's fine. We, what we, you just said before I jumped on. But we can we can talk about it. Um, we can talk about it all day long. You know, Jovan yeah. had, had his take on it. You know, everyone's got a take on it. It's like we don't always what, have what, to what you, agree or disagree, or we say? can beat it into the ground. We, we're fully capable of all those things. Sure. I'm, I'm just curious. What did Jovan say about the game? Said it was going under, right? Okay, okay. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give out the side rather than the total. So let's uh, yeah, let's talk about the game. Uh, Iowa and Penn State, uh, both teams. I think have you know it's interesting. They both have similar profiles. They're both five and zero straight up. They're both four and one against the spread. They both have very similar offensive and defensive averages, with which Joe just alluded to. You know, Iowa's scoring thirty three point two, giving up eleven point six. Penn State scoring thirty giving up 12.0. So there are a couple of key statistics here which lead me toward the home team. The first key statistic is that historically, this is Iowa's uh, sweet spot. They're 56 and 23 against the spread at home versus Big Ten teams when priced from pick'em to minus seven, including five and O ATS versus undefeated opponents. So that works well for Iowa here. The other thing, which just a, a, a general system, you take a look at how home favorites do off road wins by more than 30 points over conference foes. And of course, Iowa coming in off that huge momentum building win, 51-14 at College Park last Friday night against Maryland. Those teams are 282 and 195 against the spread going back to 1980. I like Iowa here minus the short price. Joe, what are you thinking? I... I never know how to follow up Al. Al was like, he just blasts us away with all of these such informative stats. It's mind-blowing, but I agree with you, Al. Um, this definitely could be a game where Iowa comes out and gets it. Um, I'm not going to touch a side in this because I can rationalize why Penn could get this as well. Um, I'm just solid on that under today. I hear you. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait. I, you know, this is probably the most excited I've been for college football in a long time to be able to watch that Iowa Penn State game. I've got going to have, you know, Michigan, uh, Nebraska on as well. So as a Big Ten fan, this is just, you know, terrific for someone like me. Then you've got Rutgers, Michigan State at 12 noon. So this is this is great. Wall to wall action. It is wall to wall action, both in the Big Ten. The SEC also has a big day of wall to wall action, you know, so. You know, even they even have the uh, you know when the SEC is really getting into it when they show the late night game on CBS. You know, like that that eight right. o'clock Eastern time start game on CBS. That's like when we're in. You know, this is this is when I, I just but, love this, but it's that's that's par for the course for the SEC for the Big Ten for the last twenty years. It's pretty much just been Ohio State and maybe Wisconsin, nobody else. So it's it's kind of fun to see some other teams get in the mix this season. Yeah, James Franklin's done a real nice job over at. Uh, over at Penn State, and, you know, uh, Kirk Ferentz, you know, a few years ago, he was the hottest ticket, you know, for of college coaches to go to the NFL. He never, he, he passed on all those jobs, and then Iowa went, kind of went south, and it was kind of like, why did, you know, he could have had all of those jobs, and you know, he hung around, and he's kind of rebuilt this program, and he's done it, um, you, know, I, you know, I'm from Miami, and it's like, we always consider ourselves, 
you know, what we consider ourselves everything you, you know, but they consider themselves tight end you. I'm not sure if they're better than, than we are. Um, but, you know, at, at, in the same respect, they just seem to, you know, produce these tight ends year after year over at Iowa, and they find quarterbacks that can't throw much further than hitting the tight end. So it's just a perfect combination. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz actually went to my high school in Upper St. Clair, Pennsylvania, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So that's kind of a trivia fact. The other game I'm going to look at is over in the uh, Mountain West, Wyoming against Air Force. And Wyoming comes into this game. There's still this you know, mid-sized underdog here at Air Force, even though Wyoming is 4-0, but they're a five-point underdog. Air Force for its uh, season right now is 4-1. and one. If you take a look at how undefeated teams do at game five forward, so 4-0 or better, those undefeated teams, when priced on the road from plus 4 to plus 14 points, they're 17 and 40 against the spread going back to 1980. So that doesn't bode well for Wyoming here as an underdog. The other thing about Wyoming, if you look at how the team has done over the years, they're 12 and 37 against the spread on the road versus an opponent off a win by 15 or more points, including 1 and 13 against the spread if their opponent is off back-to-back against the spread wins, which, of course, Air Force is. And then if you take a look at this momentum system I have, I, you know, as I've touched upon me, I know Joe Duffy's touched upon as well. College football is probably the biggest momentum league out of all the different leagues. If you look at how home teams do off back-to-back double-digit wins, if they also cover the spread by uh, double digits in each of those two wins, those teams are 107 and 66 uh, if not, if they're not favored by seven or more points. And of course here it's under seven. So I really like the home favorite here minus the five and a half points. Joe. Yeah, I have to agree with Al. What we're seeing out of Wyoming is they're not just able to stop this run game and air force is going to dominate in that today. So I think it's an easy giver taking air force minus the points today. Yeah, this is, that's a Joe Madden game all the way. Um, air force Wyoming, but this is one of those games for me that it's like I always grew up watching this game and it was always highlights of a guy with a face mask full of snow, right? It was like, you know, Colorado State, Utah State. It was always these type of games. So I know Air Force, um, you know, generally pretty tough. Wyoming seems to be a little bit overrated this year, right? I don't know how, where that comes from, but um, they've been a little overrated in, in most of their games. So I'm going to have to just believe you guys and go with uh, go with the force. May the force be with us in this one. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's what I've got today. Over at Pick Dogs uh, Premium today, it's a big card. Not as big as last week. Last week I had 16 plays on Saturday. Uh, today I've got 11 plays. I just added on 11th a few hours ago. So we're up to 11 plays for Saturday college football. I've also already posted seven plays for pro football for Sunday, a mixture of sides and totals. So Hopefully a good weekend. Uh, we're on a little nice run here. Twenty, I'm trying to think what it is. Uh, Twenty-five and seven, the last thirty-two. So hopefully we'll keep it going. And if you want to join for a week or for a month, uh, that's the best deal of all. And you can also team me up with one of the other champion handicappers here at Pick Dogs on the two for one handicapper special. Yeah, last week you kind of tiptoed around the NFL schedule, but this week you just think it's just a lot more meat on the bone. Yeah, that doesn't, you know, last week I hated the schedule. We went 4-0. and This week I think it's a little bit better. It's not awesome, but now I could go 0-7. I mean, you know how that works. Um, you know, just because you love a play doesn't mean it's going to win. I've, I've been there before, but it's better. Last week was just a god-awful NFL card, so I felt very fortunate to escape with a, you know, a 4-0 sweep. That generally doesn't happen. But, you know, fingers crossed that uh, we, we keep it going um, in the NFL and in college football. 
Absolutely. We uh, appreciate you stopping by and joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Gashiel. I'll be bright and early tomorrow. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, Al. That was Big Al McMorty, legend in the business. Best of luck, Al. Of course, Thanks, always a wealth of information on these shows. So, uh, yeah, the, um, it's like, you know, I was saying before, that, you know, during earlier in the show, I'm kind of like, ah, it's kind of a generic card, and, you know, you have a few big games in there. But now it's like everyone's talking. I'm kind of like, you get all excited again. It's like, yeah, we do have this. And no one's even mentioned a couple of the other really big games that we have too. So, yeah. you know, just really. Oh, we have some great games. Definitely yeah. a good day to sit on the couch and watch football all day long. I think it's always a good day to sit around on the couch and watch football. <laughs> I think so too. You know, it's it's just I don't know how anyone could disagree with that. It's one There's of those, never enough football. There's never enough football and enough coffee. It's like everyone's naturally good at something, you know, and I think I'm I'd be naturally good at sitting on the couch and watching football. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good at that too. Speaking of sitting on the couch and watching football, we got Chris Ruffalo with us. Chris has got a uh is that a new chair you got there, Chris? No, this is this is old faithful. This is this is my lazy boy I've had for a while. The problem is with everything that's still being unpacked, my office chair is uh, in another room, so behind a wall of boxes. So this is just as good as it's getting from me right now. But you know what? I might as well be in comfort while I'm while I'm doing this. What's the over under on the unpacking here on the move for uh, for the for the Ruffalo? For how many days? Yeah, like month, well, we're not we we're, we don't we don't talk in terms of days with 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 your unpacking prowess. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be realistic and, and give you you know weeks to months. Okay, can we at least go weeks because months is like it's too easy to go towards the under. Um, now you know what? let's say let's say let's say one and a half. I'm gonna take the under. I, I'm gonna start getting my butt in gear. I like the over. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't believe. Okay, me. what it's, do you guys think the over under was for my move? I want to see how well you guys think you know me. Over under a month and a half. Let's go a month and a half. Oh, see if she <laughs> yeah, if she squeezed that extra half in half. there. That's always like it's always the half. Yeah, it was the line yeah. move. I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna go under. No, over all the way. I still have boxes in my garage. I'm realizing though, whatever's in those boxes, I don't need. So. Wish, wish we learned that. <laughs> yeah, the next time I move, we're selling everything as is. We're not moving anything except for clothes and maybe a few, maybe like my studio stuff and, and things like that. But yeah, we're not going to move anything. It's like shipping to uh, Hawaii, bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's like nothing ever fits Very in the new house anyway. You know, it's, it was all made for the old, it's all picked out for the old place. Yeah, we've had to. We're, we're, we have to buy two new box springs because neither of the box springs fit in the house. They ne- neither of them fit up the stairs. The guy's like, "Oh yeah, I can can take your box spring upstairs, but uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit of damage to your ceiling." And I'm like, "Well, he still tried and it still didn't work." So, oh, too bad. Yeah. Oh well. Just Sleeping goes on the floor sh- is comfortable. Just goes to show you. <laughs> Throw everything out. Start over. Anyway, speaking <laughs> speaking about throwing things out and starting over, what, what game you got for us today? Well, my first one, you know, and Mitch will remember this. Let's see if Washington State and Oregon State can't get me in trouble for the second year in a row. So we're going to look at this game at, between the Beavers and Cougars, and I have to look at this one. See, I, I, I heard a chuckle because he remembers exactly what happened to me. I almost got a lamp thrown at my head last year. Uh, <laughs> I, this, this matchup between Washington State and Oregon State, historically, these are two teams that 
Well, forget defense. You could throw defense out the window. I'm looking at the over in this one. 8-0 head-to-head in the last eight meetings head to between the two teams. And outside of last year's meeting, that only crept over the total by a point and a half. The previous seven had gone over the total by at least nine points, including six of those going over by double digits. This is just uh, historically has been a high-scoring series. I I like Oregon State against this Washington State defense, and I think Washington State's going to get some points of their own in this one. So definitely looking at the over in a game that I could see easily hitting the 70s. Joe? Yeah, I like Oregon State um, minus the points and the over in this one. I think we're going to see a high-scoring battle with Oregon State coming out on top. They're 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 on the road. I think it's going to be a great High-scoring game. And Nick Rolovich, not my friend, you know, when it comes to betting. This is a guy that really could care less about the point spread in any of these games, which, you know, is a little disturbing coming from a college head coach. Um, So, awfully tough on me. I could see an over here as well. We've seen Oregon State put up a lot of points in Washington State. Pretty, you know, still has a lot of those offensive players from the Mike Leach run there, kind of running towards the end of those guys. Not really one of those schools where uh, the guys – Leave early, right? It's not a leave early school. So still a lot of remnants from uh, the offensive uh, minds there of Leach. So I could see an over here as well. Of course, these Pac-12 games, they're always over. Yeah, and my, uh, well, jump right into the second one. This may not be a popular play, but popular plays never really got you anywhere. So I'm looking at this uh, Illinois and Wisconsin game. And, you know, Wisconsin... A one and three surprising start. Now I'm not faulting Wisconsin for their their level of competition. You know, playing Michigan, Notre Dame, and Penn State; those are three of the tougher teams that you'll find on any schedule. But the thing about this matchup with Illinois is that we always talk about Wisconsin being a stronger home team at Camp Randall. That they still only come out with a one and three record, and they're dead last in the country in turnover margin. They're they're getting beat in the turnover uh, department by two turnovers per game. Turned it over eleven times this season, and. Uh, say what you want about Illinois. This is an Illinois team that's top 15 in the country in, uh, in turnover margin. And uh, I think this could be an opportunistic uh, spot for the, for the Illini to come in and make a, make a bit of a statement and get, get some confidence going here. So you can take the points if you want, but I'm looking at Illinois on the money line. I think that this is a one, like 24-23 last second upset kind of game. And, and I think Illinois escapes a win plus 320. I can't pass that up with how, uh, with how, careless Wisconsin's been with the ball so far this season. Joe Madden? I like Illinois plus the points. I think um, coming out, taking them on the money line is a great play value-wise. I just can't get there with this Illinois team against Wisconsin. Um, I think it's definitely they're going to cover the spread. In the last seven, they've covered five of them. So um, give me Illinois plus the points in this one. And best of luck. I hope you hit it on the money line. That's such great value if you do. Paul Chris makes Brett Belima a better coach. He just makes him look better. Anyone, Paul Chris makes everyone look better. This guy might be the worst play caller in the history of the game. It's like... I understand about leaning on the run and being run first, but you can't be run on third and seven every single time. And that's what this guy did against Michigan. He coaches, he's in the last two games, he's coached his team from a close game it, straight into a blowout by conservative play calling on third down and putting himself in these third and long situations, you know, third and more than five. 
I don't know what they call long anymore in, you know, in these games, but I say if you have more than five yards, you know, an obvious passing situation. And Chris does that on a regular basis by his first and second down. Vanilla draw plays every single time. I mean, maybe play action? I mean, just think about it. I mean, you just have nobody on the team that can catch? Is that what's going on here? I mean, Mertz, he came in from, where did he come in from? Like somewhere else that was like, some one of the really good schools, right? Like Clemson or something, right? Or Missouri or something. He was a transfer. And, uh, you know, this guy came in with a great pedigree, but he's been beaten down by Paul Christ. His first game, he couldn't throw an incompletion, and it was against Illinois. But, you know, since then, he's not even allowed to throw the football. And when he is allowed to throw the football, it's always an, it's only in obvious passing situations. This guy's just a joke. I mean, I never liked Brett Bolima either, you know? But I have to say, given these two guys, I think was maybe Wisconsin's going to try and sign Belima on the sideline. You know, Belima was fired on the sideline at Arkansas. Maybe he gets hired on the sideline in this one. This is, uh, you know, I can't stand this Paul Christ. Just really, really. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Mitch. Just really sucks. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand it. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, how could this possibly work? How could you even think... Is your ego that big that your running schemes are, are going to are going to do this against like the Michigan defense? Because they're not even respecting the pass. They know you're going to run on third and seven because you're an idiot. It's like I mean they they they, they even you're being out coached by Jim Harbaugh at home. It's like how I, there I said it. I, I don't feel better, but I said it. You know, it's like how does how does it even happen? All right, Chris. What else you got for us? <laughs> Those are my two plays for today. But I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a card that says "President of the Paul Chris Fan Club." I think that was. I just don't even understand might... what he's doing. I don't even understand the game plan. Yeah, you're you're not alone. I mean, how could you run the ball exclusively and be a hundred and be seventieth in rushing the football? It's like it doesn't even make any sense to me. This is why you're hundred seventeenth in the nation in scoring. 117th, Wisconsin. I understand they played a tough schedule, right? Tougher. But Notre Dame's not like, you know, it's not like you're playing Georgia, you know? It's like you should be able to put that. The last two games, he's taken close games and turned them into blowouts with conservative play calling. I I argue on the show every morning. I went on a big rant the other day about playing to win and being a home run hitter, and that's what that's what I believe in. Paul Christ plays to not lose, and that's a good way to lose. It's like the blackjack player that doesn't move his money around, you know, that sits there and plays $5, $5, $5, $5. Yeah, that's what the house wants you to do, right? It's like you have to play, be always aggressive, you know. You always have to be aggressive because the odds are stacked against you. Anyways, Chris, uh, I, I, I'm sorry you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That was good. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I enjoy someone else getting ripped too, like ripping into Paul Chris. That sucks. <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> he should send all the betters their money back. Just, just real lack of effort. What do you got for sale today? Well, today I got my uh, my Saturday Super Seven, my top seven plays on the board. That'll get you from dawn till dusk. Kicks off at twelve noon, and it'll get you all the way through the uh, the nighttime action tonight. So, check that out. Pick dogs for thirty nine ninety five. Or check out um, use one of the the other 
fantastic handicappers on the website too for one capper deal or i can't stress this enough this is when you want to jump on those long-term packages this will get you the rest of the weekend for football if you just get a three-day seven days going to get you into the uh, nhl and nba opening nights and a month will get you into college basketball so definitely take advantage check on those long-term passes because uh, they'll make you a ton of money and save you money at the same time. So speaking of NHL, the season starts on Tuesday. You're going to be doing the videos for Pick Dogs, you and Rod Zawacki, every day. You guys covering all the games? Or are you just going to do select games? How are you guys going to do it? Uh, right now we're leaning towards doing all the games because in the NHL, these are every, every game is meaningful. And uh, even, even, even heading into March when there's – you got the Detroit Red Wings and the whoever else is in last. I'm not even sure, but uh, <laughs> but the, every every game means just the same. So uh, we have a lot of fun doing the videos, and yeah, we're gonna be uh, making a lot of people money along the way, which is also a lot of fun. So, so on our on our morning show, we were um, we were betting uh, preseason NHL hockey. Don't judge me. I saw that look. <laughs> don't don't judge me. Okay, look, we're betting. I, cannot, I can't. I can't judge you. They have lines on, on it. On simulated football. They have lines on it. Anyways, we're betting preseason NHL hockey. I accidentally put a bet in on the October twelfth game between the Kraken and the uh, Vegas Knights. I've got the Kraken. Do I have any chance, or am I looking to hedge the hell out of this thing? No, you know, I I think you do have a chance. You know, that's it's the. It's like the, uh, the the old new kid welcoming the new kid to to uh, school, and this Seattle Kraken team they didn't have the same luck in the draft that Vegas did, but they did draft pretty well. And they've 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 got a puncher's chance in this one mainly because you, with with if you, in Vegas's respect, they they don't know uh, they don't know how this Seattle team's going to be looking on their first night out as a team on the ice, but. I think they got a chance, especially on opening night. The lights are bright. Seattle's looking to make an impact in game one, and I think they got a chance. Well, I got them. Oh, yeah, the storyline behind it is fantastic. They come out and beat Vegas. That'd be a fantastic way to start off for them. So I like it, Mitch. I think you do have a good chance. Don't hedge out. Uh, I've got 250 bucks plus 213 on the uh, on the crack, and it's uh, – I, I don't check my bets well enough. I get all excited. I'm, you know, it's like <laughs> – because what happened was on the show is that we started talking about NHL preseason hockey and Rod was like, I'm not betting preseason NHL hockey. You should never do it or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, we started talking. He's like, well, let me check the starting goalies. And then all of a sudden we're, 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 we're it making. It took two seconds and yeah. he flipped on that. <laughs> we're <laughs> making like, bets we're on the Let's show. Go. and He gave know, us a parlay. And and they're like, that. oh, you got to take the crack in tonight. And it was like. Who were they? I, they got, they ended up losing that game anyway, so I'm better off, you know, with my money on this game. But I put it on I I put it on the any on the opening. It was the opening night instead of the preseason game. Anyways, Chris, um, it's going to be a good NHL season. Of course, college basketball, NBA, all right around the corner as well. This is the best time of the year, so uh, jump on one of Chris's long term packages. But let's uh, let's get it rolling as we uh, move into. Uh, the 11 o'clock Eastern time hour. Joe covering a lot of games here. Still a lot of big games on the card. We've got our regulars um, left, Rod and, and Brian, still to come up on the show. I know uh, we talked fried foods without Rod yesterday. I'm sure he could uh, hear the fry later uh, crackling. Rod gets into the hand gestures when uh, he starts <laughs> talking about cooking. It's kind of like, you know, you want some... Uh, you want some, uh, you know, chives on your twice baked potato? He's chopping, uh, you know, he gets the into sprinkling. The <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
take out my pastry yeah. bag. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it definitely is, uh, you know, one of the highlights of the day because it's just it's nice to see people get as excited as, as I do about food, that's for sure. Let's see. I'm just looking for – got so many. All right, there we go. Anyways, Rod, welcome to the show. Um, Morning. So were your ears burning yesterday when we were talking about all the food at the Texas State Fair? Because there's a lot of fried food going on. They have a Frito fried Frito pie um, at the at the fair this year. Mmm, fried yeah. Frito pie. Yeah, you must, they must have to crumble it up, crumble up the, the Fritos, and uh, and then use those. Yeah, it, they said it turns into a flaky crust. Yeah, because you. Yeah, I bet you it would. I that. Rod's like fried Frito pie. Anyway, we got a nice schedule of games today. Um, what what are you looking at uh, out of the gate here? Out of the gate, we'll go to. Uh, I'm going to go with a Big Ten conference battle right out the gate. Here we're going to go Michigan State and Rutgers. Um, for me, you look at uh, Michigan State, they've played pretty well coming in uh, the first few games of the year. And so is Rutgers. Rutgers got their, lost their first uh, ATS last week. But uh, for me, Big Ten, this is a, this is a battle. And um, Rutgers at home. For me, Rutgers 6-0 ATS following an ATS loss. Rutgers was also 6-1 in their last seven after scoring 20 points or less in the previous game. And you look at Rutgers, they're 6-2 ATS their last eight home games versus a team with a winning record. Um, this is a spot where I think Rutgers comes out and keeps us a close game. I think we got a field goal game all day. You look at Michigan State, they're 5, 15, and 3 ATS, their last 21 conference games. They're also 3, 9, and 1, their last 13 versus a team with a winning record as well. So uh, I think this is too many points. Give me Rutgers plus the whatever points you get. I see it down to four and a half now in the spot. So uh, I think it's a field goal game all day. Give me Rutgers plus the points. Joe. Yeah, I'm completely with you, Rod, on this one. I think it is way too many points for Michigan State to cover, um, especially going into Rutgers in this one. It's going to be back and forth, and it's coming down to last possession, in my opinion, as well. That field goal will be the winner. I'm kind of on the other side on this one. I did not go premium pick on this one, but I certainly considered it. Um, I certainly considered going uh, premium pick on this one with – with Michigan State. I just think that they've been a super physical team. And I think Rutgers, you know, last time Greg Schiano was at Rutgers, it was the five-year plan, right? I got this five-year plan, you know, chop some wood, right? And get there in five years. I think he's way ahead of the five-year plan this year. I just don't think he's oh, there yet. Man. I just don't think he's there yet. And I think we saw it last week against Ohio State. That he's not quite there yet. I think what we saw at Michigan was, was definitely good. I mean, he... Look at who they played, right? They played Ohio State and Michigan right back-to-back, and here's Michigan State who's undefeated. Um, So, you know, we've got to really see them against the heavy hitters, but I can see Michigan State being just a little physical, and I think this game's closer to a touchdown. I could see it being the same thing as, like, that Michigan game, like a 20-13 to type thing. Michigan State's got a good running back, and when they get into that fourth quarter, they can really grind the team. Grind his team, but yeah. I think Rutgers would slow him down. I'm rooting for Rutgers. I'm root. I'm rooting for Rutgers. <laughs> I'm rooting for Rutgers, but I, I don't know if I can get there with my money. What else we got? 
Another one I'm going for, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kent State in the Buffalo game here. Uh, big revenge spot here. Buffalo whooped up the Flashers last season. Uh, I think Kent State had the circles on the, the calendar here. Big revenge spot for the Flashers. Uh, but this season, what I, I see the Flashers' uh, 11th best rushing team in the country, uh, rushing for over 242 yards a game, um, going against this Buffalo uh, 90th ranked D against the rush. Um, you look at the Flashers, 8-1 and one ATS versus a team with a losing record in their last uh, nine conference games. 10, or no, wait, my my bad. 8-1 ATS versus their last nine versus a team with a losing record. And uh, the Flashers are also 10-4 and four their last 14 uh, conference games. So uh, give me the Flashers here. I think they get their revenge on Buffalo here. Joe, you got Maction. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a tight one. I'm worried. Um, I'm worried. I'm worried with this one. Uh, I think Kent State, like five and a half, six points. Hard to cover for them in this one. They're not covering the spread. They're one and five against the spread in their last six games. Um, but both these teams are struggling offensively. Um, 64 points. I think if I'm going to play this one, it would have to be that under. I could see it hitting you know, right below that at 62. Kind of, um, I don't know. It's it's a tough one for me because um, both these teams were supposed to be a little bit better than they are. Yeah. You know, but both these teams, you know, they played some tough games. I really can't, I'm struggled to get past that Buffalo game at Nebraska where I really thought they were going to play better. But now looking in hindsight, Nebraska's really not that bad, you know, as they were, as, as I thought they were going to be at that time. So, it makes it um, a little bit tougher for me. I don't know. I think I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to straight Ruffalo this thing. It's just <laughs> For me, it's just a tough one. But uh, anyways, Rod, any any pick? In, do you have a premium or anything on Oklahoma, Texas? No one's talked about this game. I know Brian doesn't have it on his list either. So I'm just, do you have a premium on this I, thing? I have a premium on it. Yeah, a premium on it. Okay. So we won't we won't bother you with it. Maybe we'll hit Brian up if he doesn't have one. Or if not, Joe and I will talk about it. Without <laughs> you guys. What do you got for sale today? For me, I've got uh, my college football 10-star uh, Big Ten Conference Game of the Month. Um, absolutely love this. My top play on the board. We had our nice 10-star uh, top play yesterday. Or you can grab my... Uh, down pass to get all seven of my best bets um, included for one price $39.95 or you can get just my single uh, best play of the day over at Pick Dogs Premium or like I said we got uh, hockey coming up season pass out there early 400 bucks get you the whole season excited to work with uh, Chris Ruffalo every day it sounds like a good time I, I I just want I don't want I don't want to watch the video I want to watch the video of you guys making the video I'm making the video. Yeah, I think that would be a better show for me, a better watch than watching the actual video. (laughs) The the behind the scenes scenes of the action. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly. You learn a lot behind the scenes. I'll tell you guys that right now. (laughs) I say nothing. I'm always quiet as a church mouse. (laughs) Yeah. What we learned about. Joe's mother's lingo yesterday. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting stuff. It is quite funny. Good story. It was quite 
I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say it. Yes. But I, yeah, I've, I've heard it so many times in all you know, like, in my life. So making videos with Ruffalo must be a blue blue job then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It sounds like something else, but it's definitely in that category. But uh, anyways, Rod, we'll see you every day here at Pick Dogs. Of course, our 11 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, every weekend with Joe and I on these, on these shows as well. Of course, part of our premium and VIP YouTube packages but uh we uh move on joe just one more person left and it is brian who i don't see wearing his buster posey jersey today i thought for sure he would be wearing his buster posey shirt because we know he has one because he's a big giant no, fan. i dressed up for joe here today. you know it's like um you know it's got like, my Abercrombie shirt on well, it's, um, it's a very nice shirt, Brian. Well, no one can see you yet because I haven't brought you in because I can't find oh, your well, name thanks. on the oh. thing. Well, <laughs> I I can't flip as quickly as uh, as like that. But um, all right, here we go. Let's get it together here. Uh, hey, I'm I'm just one person. Anyways, Brian, welcome to the show. Um, you know, so when Buster Posey, you know, first inning just knocked it right out of the park. Did you know the game was over then? No, like the rest I of us. To, before I, went, <laughs> I, got a, I got a text message from you, and I looked at my the score it was four nothing. I was like, ah, was at. Yeah, that was on that was on the late inning. That was on the Chris Bryant home run. I uh, texted you. I figured at that point I was I was safe. I was in the clear. And unfortunately, today the Giants look like the play. So hopefully, I'll curse them if I put a hundred bucks on them. So. Do you have a premium pick on Texas Oklahoma? No, I don't. But I really. I really like the Oklahoma Sooners today. Everybody and their mom seems to be humping up on the Texas Longhorns today. I think the the bigger money guys are going with the Sooners here on the road. I think they're a more talented team. Texas has won a few games in a row, what, four straight? Uh, but I think the Sooners, you know, if they want to have a chance here at making the college football playoffs, they need to blow out teams like Texas and doing it on their home home field. So for me, it's Sooners here laying the points. Not a premium play, but easily could have been. I like the Sooners. Yeah, I'm on Texas in this one. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm the sucker at the table. But it just seems to me that you know Texas, that you know when you look at the money on this game, that it's it's one of those games where it's somewhat skewed the numbers because I think a lot of the people betting Texas are going on the money line, and I think you know it's also one of those games that's such a public game that it's like ah, there's so much public money in the mix here. It's hard to figure it out. It, to me, it does seem like the bigger betters are in Oklahoma, and that's where the house, you know, you know, appears to be moving back towards. But at the same time, man, this thing is really just very, very, very close, and uh, it should be a close, close one on the field. I, I just think that Oklahoma, you know, what we've seen on the field just hasn't been good enough. I gotta say, I also really agree with Rod here. Love Rutgers here, man. All the freaking Johnny Fish fillets. Jumping on Michigan State Spartans, I think the Rutgers at home here they could pull an upset. But just don't like the way they they've looked um, against the bigger, better teams. I just think they're a year away, and I think you know I I agree with you. Michigan State always one of the most public teams, always, 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 um, very, very public. Michigan State they're in that Notre Dame, um, Ohio State um, type atmosphere when it comes to public college teams. But um, I just think that in this case, I just think the running game is just a little bit too physical. 
I don't have a premium pick on anything on the Lots game. Lots of awesome games today, though. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a premium pick on that game. But anyways, you have a couple games that you know. We, All right. You have yeah, a couple games that whatever. you uh, said you were going to go over. So why don't we go to one of those? All right, uh, right away, I'm going to get right in here. I love Auburn plus the points today against Georgia. I've been a Georgia guy all season long, but 15 points in this SEC rival uh, game, I just think that's way too many points. Georgia, a shot here, but frankly, uh, uh, I would be surprised if they took this game outright, Auburn taking the game outright. Uh, It's never easy to play at Jordan-Hare Stadium. This Auburn team lost at Penn State. No real shame in that. Georgia off a huge ranked win last week at home. I see this as a seven-point game anyway. Slice it. Revenge spot from last season as Georgia absolutely blew the doors off of Auburn. Uh, I think I'm going to play it safe here and take the points like I usually do. But like I said, I think Auburn could really knock them off here. Tigers 10-4. and four, Last 14 games at home as a dog. And the home team in this series is 11-4 and four the last 15. For me, it's Auburn Tigers all the way. Easily could have been a premium pick. Joe? I got to ride against you and take Georgia in this one. I think they're just at a different level, and um, they're going to pull away in that second half and get this cover. Um, 14, 15 points. Yeah, give me Georgia minus the points. I think I might have to agree with Brian here. I, I just think it's a ton of points, but it's is it the books baiting you, you know, by giving you that many points? The yeah, Auburn defense is really good, too. I mean – I mentioned it earlier. These linebackers are for, for real on Auburn. And, you know, a few years ago when they had Brown, you know, anchoring that defensive line, I felt that like, they were just ridiculous in that area. But, um, you know, I'm not a big Bo Nix guy, and I know he's going to turn the ball over against this Georgia defense. And that's where I struggle with the outright play, you know, on the money line. I mean, not saying mm-hmm. that I'm not going to put a couple bucks there, but I'm just saying that, you know, I – I think if they don't get there on the money line, it's, I think, you know, it, it is a team sport. You win this team, lose the team, but everyone knows my management style. Something goes wrong. We point finger, we assign blames, and we also call, call them names um, on top of it. And I've done that plenty. <laughs> uh, with. They, they uh, had Penn State reeling, though. Uh, they had them reeling. Oh, no, they had them. They had them. And that was on the road, you know, at night. Yep. So, it might, you it's know. It's never easy to play at Mitney State. Yeah, Jordan Harris, tough, tough building. I mean, it's an SEC afternoon game. This could be first to 10, you know. Very easily be first to 10. What else you got for us today, Brian? So on a day that I liked a ton of action here, um, I like the Virginia Tech Hokies here on the money line. Notre Dame is a team that I have gotten right all season long, and there hasn't been many teams that I have gotten right all season long. 5-0 and uh, when playing four against Notre Dame. This game is in Blacksburg, Virginia. Never an easy place to play for any team. We saw that with North Carolina in week zero, uh, I see another big unexpected upset today. You might not say that in line, but Virginia Tech knocking off Notre Dame, uh, to me, would be an upset. Irish are still massively overrated here. No way this team should be ranked, in my opinion. Uh, last time these two teams met up in 2019, it was a 21-20 to 20 score. Uh, I see this game being close, but Virginia Tech pulls it out. Hokies 11-5. Last 16 home games versus a team with a winning record. Take Virginia Tech on the money line. Joke. I'm liking the under in this. You know, we have seen both of these teams struggle as of late. Um, but I think this is one of those games where these offenses start meshing and we're going to see a lot more points, um, especially with a couple holes we're seeing in both of their defenses. So, in this one, I think 
Bias into the 50s. Yeah, I, I, I like Virginia Tech here a lot also. The line has sailed through zero. That's always a uh, pretty good sign, but now it's kind of leveling off back at zero. So, you know, you're seeing that Notre Dame action, which is typical, and generally the books are super dialed in on Notre Dame games. Um, I've been pretty good in Notre Dame games this year as well. So um, I lost one. I lost the Purdue game, and that was really my heart over my head in that one. But um, I think, you know, we've seen from Justin Fuente where he's he's had some bad games coaching. So that's why I didn't go premium pick on this one. I was going to go Virginia Tech premium pick. It was, you know, earlier in the week, you know, Brian was like, oh, I love some games. And I was like, I love Virginia Tech this week. Great. And the yeah, thing is keeping me from premium. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, friend. And, uh, well, you know, in this one, um, you know, I just think that uh, it's one of those games where Justin Fuente, uh, we've seen him just lay an egg. I think Brian Kelly is the better coach here. Yep. No, I meant I agreed with what you said, not that because you had it. I didn't it's okay. It we know exactly what you meant. It's uh, <laughs> I like we, They've seen the show before. So it's like it's not like they haven't seen the show before. All right, what do you got for sale today? So we can wrap this up and uh, head to our premium and then our VIP shows, which will follow yeah, this, this immediately. Nice fast show today. I loved it. Uh, I got my super sharp uh, revenge. I got my super sharp revenge five pack. It includes my non-conference game of the year, my um, uh, blank check play. I got two huge plays in college football after pa- uh, cash in the Pac-12 game of the month last night. So we're going to try to get a 5-0 and sweep together, but I'll take a winning day. Pick all five plays up for 50 bucks at PickDogs.com or just pick up my non-conference game of the year for 30 bucks. Uh, you won't be sorry. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Brian. Of course, you can see Brian with us every single day at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and, of course, here on the weekends at 10 a.m. We will see you tomorrow, and, of course, we'll see you in just a few minutes for the premium. And then... Like five minutes after that's posted, we will do the VIP show. We'll still have plenty of time for kickoff for the early games. My games are late games, so it doesn't matter, but I don't know about the other guys. Anyways, Joe, uh, that brings us to a close of another big Saturday in games. Any uh, games out there that you want to give out a pick on? You know what? Let's ride with Kentucky to go 6-0 and today. I think they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to give LSU a run. You know, this is one I've been looking at over and over, and I just really think Kentucky has all of the elements to get this win today. Um, it will be a battle. I think it comes down to fourth quarter. Um, I don't see them pulling away fast, but I think they do get this win, and I can see it being by a touchdown um, at least. I like the over in Arkansas Ole Miss, 66, and 66 points. You know, you start getting into that nine and a half, ten touchdown range. That's my. That's where I, I love uh, seeing it. I'm a defensive guy, but when I see totals like this, oh, man, um, I think Ole Miss can move the ball on uh, Arkansas. And with now with their quarterback emerging as one of the Heisman favorites, they're not going to take their foot off the gas at any point during this. They're going to let him rack up numbers if that's – a possibility, but their defense is an absolute sieve as well. So I see a track meet in this one. I like the over in Arkansas Ole Miss. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Let's make it a winning day. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow for the NFL show. And of course, enjoy Saturday. It's my favorite day of the week during my favorite time of the year.
Have a great day.